Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equip to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equip to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. We're going to talk about fear today. We have been doing a parenting series called Parenting Beyond the Rules. It's based on my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. And what we have discovered as this book has been out there in the marketplace is more and more of you have said, this is not just a book about parenting teenagers. It's a book about parenting in general. And I guess it's true. I know I specifically focused on the teen years because that's an area where it gets more complicated. There's more struggles. There's more challenges, mostly because our children are growing up. They're trying to pull away, and we know how dangerous life can be, true? And so we pull back a bit. We do this often out of fear, fear of what trouble our kids can get into or what trouble can come their way. I mean, our kids may not even be doing anything, and they can find themselves in a really dangerous or a volatile situation, and that's real. It is real. I want you to hear that. But in general, I want to talk about fear. It's one of the chapters in the book, so it's this episode of Equip to Be, where we're going to be going through the entire book of Parenting Beyond the Rules. Now, obviously, we're doing a 30,000 feet elevation walkthrough with the book because there's no way possible in our short segments that I can go through everything. So if you haven't picked up a copy of Parenting Beyond the Rules, get one, get a copy, order it. Uh, You can get it online, anywhere books are sold. You know what? Get a copy for a friend or two that you are parenting. Maybe you've got some friends that are somewhat like-minded. And, you know, sometimes we can have these conversations. And if we're reading a really cool book, we want our friends to read it. And we can start to get on the same page, maybe develop the same mindset on parenting, on relationships, on motherhood, marriage. And especially as you are getting ready to uh, embark on a new school year, lots of changes happening. So we're going to dive in. Fear is a huge topic right now. We have been afraid and gripped with fear for several years now. First, it was the wave of the pandemic and the closures of everything and the uncertainty of life. I did a segment, a couple actually, with Heidi St. John. We were talking about starving the fear in general. Just starve the fear. I encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. That was actually way back at episode 22. So go back and listen to that. You can find it on the ConnieAubers.com. I also did another segment. It was a bonus segment early on when I was beginning with Equipped to Be. It was a bonus segment called Overcoming Fear and Anxiety. I had Dr. Michelle Bankston on the show. It was awesome. But I really haven't dived in to squash the fear. I've done starve the fear, overcome the fear, but you got to squash it. God says that there's no place for fear in our lives, period. And we need to be mindful of that. He says, fear not for I am with you. Do you believe that? I know in your heart of hearts, we do. We believe that God is with us, but living it out day to day, minute to minute with all that's happening is a different story. 
I'm going to pray over this episode, and I invite you to join me, and, and let me pray for you, and let me pray for this episode as we talk about squashing the fear. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for all the listeners around the world. Thank you for the folks that are involved here at Equipped to Be, getting this message out and this podcast out into the world. I pray for your words to be landing in the right place. I pray this message will be well-received and that, Lord, we will stop being afraid. We will stop living in fear. We will embrace the confidence of knowing that you will lead our families and you will lead us as we parent our children. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so when I talk about squashing the fear, does that mean that there's a total elimination of fear? No, because there are things that we are afraid of. The most important thing we should be afraid of is that we're not being faithful to teach and train our children in the way they should go. Why? Because that's the one thing God has given you. He's given you these children, and they came with a command, and that was to teach and train them in the way they should go, not in the ways of the world, but in the way they should go. We've talked about temperaments and strengths and personalities. We've covered all those areas, and we'll continue to do so. But this topic here, fear, can paralyze us. We may choose to not speak up when we know we should have that conversation. And we don't want to do it because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be embarrassed. I mean, I said something recently to one of my family members, and it was totally taken out of context. I'm sure you can't relate to that, but it was totally taken out of context. And when they repeated what I said to the entire family, I was humiliated. I'm like, that's not what I meant. Now, I have done episodes that talk about it monitoring your mouth. And that was one of the episodes most recently. So go back and listen to that, The Power of Words, because we have to realize it's not the words that we say, it's how the hearer is hearing what we say. And let's take this a little step further. It's what are the words you're telling yourself that's causing this fear, that's causing you not to say something that you need to say? Or maybe you're afraid that if you don't say something, something terrible is going to happen. Either way, fear can be a motivator or it can paralyze us, but we do have to squash it if we want to be effective parents. If we want to be effective in our work, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our community, in our country, in the world, many of you are listening from other parts of the country and you're listening from different places around the globe and you've got your own set of why, why you're afraid afraid for your family, their safety, afraid of cancel culture, dare I say that. You make decisions based on what might happen, not on what God is telling you to do. That's not how we live our lives, friends. There's a lot of pressure put on us, isn't there? Pressure to perform, pressure to conform, pressure to speak correctly. Our language has been hijacked. Just the straight up language of words is difficult. And communicating with your kids can be even more difficult because you're not always up to speed on the latest changes to our vocabulary, and they are. Peer pressure can cause us to be afraid, afraid we're going to be cut out, cut off from our kids, from our friends, from our community. Maybe we're afraid not to say something because we don't want conflict. I mean, honestly, who really loves conflict? There are actually some who do. They love it. Oh, man, a good old argument not a fight, but a good old argument, man, that just makes their day, especially if they can win the argument. But fear of conflict. Do you struggle with that? Are you the kind who, you want harmony, you want peace, you want to be able to say things in a way that other people go, oh man, I really appreciate what you just said. 
And sometimes because you're not sure how it will be received, you're not sure the outcome, it keeps you from sometimes saying to your kids what you would say, because frankly, who wants to deal with another argument? Like there's not enough to argue about. Gone are the days of arguing over what show you're going to watch on TV or what video game. That's not even the biggest thing. It's much bigger now. You know, another area we just covered lightly, peer pressure, the pressure to conform, the pressure to fit in, the pressure for your kids to do or say or look the right way or thing. And that's not even counting pronouns, the right use of them or not, the inclusion or not. And we just touched on just lightly conflict. Let's talk about the fear of embarrassment. Who wants to be embarrassed? Who wants to be called out in front of somebody, mocked, ridiculed? You wouldn't want your kids embarrassing you, and your kids really don't want you embarrassing them now, do you? I remember a mom saying to me one time, and it just stuck with me. I was early in my parenting, and I was giving a presentation, and it was talking about fear, because to be honest with you, fear has always been there, and it always will. If it's not a big deal, it wouldn't be in Scripture, right? God says, fear not, fear not. Fear not. Isaiah 41.10, for I am with you. So fear has been around a very long time. So don't be surprised that you struggle with fear, fear of not knowing what to do, what to say, how to act, how to make a decision. There's a lot at risk. And when you're parenting, there's a lot at risk because we're talking about your child's heart here. We're talking about the relationship. So it's legitimate. We can be afraid that we hurt or harm the relationship. And if you are so bold as to enjoy a good argument, you don't shy away from them, I'm going to invite you to consider something. Why do you love to argue? I'm going to also ask you, if you have children that enjoy a good argument with you, they challenge you at every turn and corner, what is your goal? What is their motive? Is it to win an argument? Is it to prove a point? Is it to show you up? Is it to call you out? I know this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but Going back to that story I just have to share, it it really made a mark on me because we often think, and you hear people say, parent the children you have, not the ones you wish you had. (laughs) I, I love that, right? Because when we look at social media, we want the kids that somebody else has that they're constantly praising as being superstars, wonderful, high achievers, always doing the perfect thing, the right thing, the right look. Everything about them is just perfect, or so they want us to believe, right? But I started thinking about that comment. You know how sometimes we compare our kids? I know you do. And I know you don't want to most of the time. You know, not comparing your kids with one another. And, you know, that's another command in Scripture. Don't compare yourselves with one another. But sometimes we're trying to make a point. We're trying to create an illustration to our children of what proper behavior should be or what we should say or do or how they should act or think or maybe get organized or not or maybe how they should cook dinner or unload the dishwasher, if you have a dishwasher, what's unique to your family, how you want them to do something. You see somebody else doing it, and you want to use them as an illustration. So you point them out, and your kids will go, yeah, right. You want me to be like them? And you're like, yeah, look what they do. It's just, well, you don't know what they do when no one's looking. And this child said to their mother, how would you like it if I compared you to so-and-so's mom? And I told you, well, you know, mom, it would be great if you could be just like so-and-so. She does this, or she makes cookies every day from scratch. She doesn't put a limit on video games. She lets so-and-so stay out till whenever they want to stay out. 
well, so-and-so's mom doesn't make them do school at seven or eight or nine in the morning. Well, so-and-so's mom is a yes mom. She lets them go do all the fun things. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so's mom, they don't have a chore chart. See where I'm going? You would be crushed, wouldn't you? Well, first you might be angry. (laughs) Maybe. But then you'd be a little crushed if you started getting compared to somebody else's mom, as if they're the better mom, as if they're doing it right and you're somehow not. How does this illustration fit into starving the fear? Well, the reality is you need to understand, I have been working with moms and families for 35 years or more, and I've spoken, oh my goodness, with a lot of people. I've never heard a mother when she was being honest, I mean, really being honest, who didn't struggle with feeling like somebody else would be a better mom at times when things were difficult, maybe, or they just weren't getting through to their child. And that is a raw nerve. But think about what it would feel like if your child said, well, if you could just be like so-and-so's mom, then I wouldn't be so difficult. You know, that stayed with me for a long time. And it was hard to shake because it gave me a fresh perspective to see everything in. And that is, when we're parenting our kids, when we're involved in our community and a relationship, we have to be about the business of prayer. We have to be about the business of listening to the Lord. You know, there's a reason why starving the fear came later in Parenting Beyond the Rules, because there's some groundwork that we need to do first. There's some establishing of foundations, kind of like constructing a home. We lay the foundation And that foundation has to settle. And then we start the building process. Some of the things we've covered in our series is listening and monitoring your mouth and giving your your kids a vision. And how do we conduct a family meeting? How do we tackle tough topics? How do we understand their world? So all of this was sequentially laid out very strategically because we can be doing all of the things But this gnawing, nagging thing called fear can really trip us up. You know, we're not to be parenting our kids for our peers' approval. We're not supposed to be doing anything for the approval except for the approval of one, and that is the Lord. And we don't shy away and not do something because we're afraid of a conflict. It's not that we actively go seek out a conflict, but conflicts happen because we are human. And we can't parent from a place of fear, from embarrassment. We have to realize that our children are a gift, and they're a gift from God, and that He hand-selected, He chose each child that's part of your family before they were even formed. He knew them, and He knew they were going to be placed in your family on purpose, by design, in a certain birth order. When you come to that depth of a realization And you start talking to your children as God has strategically placed you within our family. You're needed here. You're wanted here. Yeah, even the child who can tend to be a bit stubborn or bossy, or the child that can be rather complacent or show great apathy, our families aren't complete without that child. There would be a gaping hole without them. As you think about this episode and you think about starving the fear, squashing it, whether it's with what's happening in your community, in your country, in your nation, whether you're thinking about what's happening in your marriage and within your family, extended family, 
I mean, I want to do a whole topic on this whole extended family stuff and adult children, and I'll probably do that. It's something God's been weighing on my mind and heart, but how do you squash the fear? Okay, I've identified the reasons why you get afraid. How do you squash it? Well, you got to identify it first off, right? You got to identify why you're afraid to do or say something and and maybe why your kids are as well. Sometimes we don't want to say anything because we're afraid our kids are going to rebel or they're going to reject us. I mean, who wants to be rejected? No one. Who wants their kids to rebel and turn against them? No one. But you don't parent from a place of fear and do it well. Got to remember that in 1 John 4.18, God says, perfect love cast out all fear. As much as there are so many things to be afraid of and so many things to get wrong, there's a lot to get right. And it starts with good communication, and it starts with prayer, and it starts with being in God's Word and knowing His Word and letting His Word abide in you and dwell within you. If we're not careful, we can start to allow fear to actually dictate the ins and outs, the daily functions of our family. And when there's fear, there's no freedom. So you've got to remove the fear so you can embrace the freedom to be able to be the parent God wants you to be, to be able to parent the child God has given you to be able to meet the needs of that child in a way that only you can meet the needs of that child. And we have to remember that when something does happen, there's six things we need to do to respond. First is not to overreact. When a situation presents itself, don't overreact. Think about the verse, be slow to speak, be quick to hear. Separate the act or reaction from the actual child. Those are two different things. A word or deed is different from the child. So separate those. Deal with the action or the deed or the word. Deal with that. That's the main issue. The child is part of that because obviously that's the child who did something or said something or acted in a certain way or didn't. Remind them of the truth. Why? And this is hard. This one's really hard because I shared with you something I said and one of my kids repeated and I was embarrassed. I was humiliated because it didn't come out right. It didn't come out of their mouth the way that I had said it. And I thought I was so careful in what I said. Don't take offense. Your kids aren't always going to know how to act, think, or behave. Even, and write this down, even if you've told them a bazillion times, they're going to get caught up in the moment. They're going to get caught up in emotion and they may forget. They may choose, deliberately choose. Yes, that does happen. They deliberately, some kids deliberately choose, hey, you know what? Forgiveness. Uh, What is that phrase? You've probably heard it before. It's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Yeah, some kids think that way. Don't take offense when your children do or say something. Don't take it like in a personal offense against you. And when you're thinking about squashing the fear, you know, you have to maintain self-control. Because you can't lead your kids if you're out of control. If you're screaming or yelling, if you're threatening as in, you know, you're take the phone away forever, or you're threatening to ground them to the room for three days, (laughs) that's not realistic. Don't shame your kids publicly. I've seen this so many times. Parents are frustrated. I know, it can get frustrating. And your kids do or say something and you reacted, which was the first thing I said, don't overreact. And you think 
well, if I can land this truth bomb at this moment, and it's really going to get their attention, maybe this will get their attention, I'm going to tell you, don't make a practice of shaming your kids publicly. Protect that. Protect them. You know what happens when you do? They respect you. They respect you more. And keep in mind, your kids are learning. They're learning how to think, feel, and behave. They're learning how to process the world around them and all that's coming their way. I'll tell you, they go to bed one way and they wake up the next morning and the world has changed a little bit more. It's changing at warp speed. And it's your job, as scary as it is, to help them learn how to navigate. Your kids are the next future leaders. Prepare them for leadership. Prepare them for that role. Prepare them to be faithful. Prepare them to be unafraid, unashamed. Prepare them to come to you because you're safe. They can share their hurts, their feelings, their frustrations safely with you. And they're not afraid to come to you, even when they have thoughts or feelings that aren't good. And don't ignore those. Don't brush them off. Don't marginalize them. Don't criticize them. Don't make fun of them. Listen to them. Because see, in Luke 12, 48, God says, to much is given, much is required. God's given you much, and much is required of you. You can't expect your kids to be the parents. You're that person. You're the adult in the room. And sometimes adulting is hard, just like parenting our kids. But we can't parent from a place of fear. And the older our kids get, the more fears that can creep in, because the consequences are greater than when they were little. Just remember, We are to be humble, James 4.10. We are not to be easily angered, Proverbs 14.29. We are to be full of grace and understanding, Ephesians 4.1 and 2, Psalm 49.3. We're to be slow to speak and quick to hear, James 1.19. We can replace the fear that causes us to parent with confidence and joy knowing that God has just called you to be faithful and show up, to teach and train his children, to address the matters that are are at hand, to be mindful, to listen, to watch your words, to utilize family meetings effectively, to give your kids the hope of their future. Right now, their future is very uncertain, and they are well aware of it. Give them the possibilities of life is going to be and can be amazing, even in struggle. We don't live our lives on the mountaintop just viewing out wonderful vistas. Sometimes life can be beautifully lived out in the valley because we're faithful, and you teach your children that. So you're preparing them for a life where they stand out on their own in a world, in the marketplace, in their communities. You're equipping them now. That's what you're doing today. That's what you're going to do tomorrow and the day after that. See, God does equip you. He's given you these kids. He will equip you to raise them. They're his. They're not yours. He's the architect. Consult the scripture. Listen to the podcast. Read books. That's great. Be careful. Be very careful who you listen to and who you read because they do become part of you. And you got to be careful because there's some wonky stuff out there. I don't know if you, you know, what you've been reading lately, but I try to read often at least a couple really interesting books that I don't agree or align with because I want to see what they're saying. Kind of hard to teach and train with when you don't know what others are being taught. So you got to know this stuff. And that's why you trust me because you know I'm talking from a place of 
wisdom and experience and concern and a desire to see your families create rich relationships and to not live in fear because fear is not from God. Fear is from the enemy. So trust the Lord. He's got great plans for your family. And I'm so grateful every week that you join us for Parenting Beyond the Rules, uh, for Equipped to Be, and that you're joining us for this series of Parenting Beyond the Rules. We only have a couple left. I hope this has been a blessing. I hope this has ministered to you, it spoke to you, and at least touched on some important topics that you need to consider for your family and for your relationship with each of the children that you have. Let us know if you have any comments or questions. You can email us at contact at connieobbers.com. If you have an event coming up and you're looking for a speaker in parenting or education or leadership, I guess I'd have to say technology just because screens and our kids is an important topic to cover, especially in light of all that's going on with our kids and how they're feeling validated and affirmed through a screen device with users they don't even know and they never actually see the eyes of those people. So join us, continue to join us, share it with your friends, and we'll see you next week as we continue the series of Parenting Beyond the Rules. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.